Hi, everybody. Catherine and Dave here from Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are continuing on our semifinal preview shows with the Syndicate Crown today, the first of the North American semifinals for us to preview. Just going to run through some stats, some fun facts, and a few picks. So, yeah, here we go. First thing we kind of looked at were how many games athletes are actually in the field. So there's eight men and six women that have been to the CrossFit Games as elite athletes. To broaden that a little bit, to give a bit more recognition to semifinal athletes, we've got 17 men that competed at a semifinal last year and 11 women. Kind of crazy to think that over half the field was at a semifinal last year. Yeah, it's great. At least on the men's side. Yeah, the women's kind of a third, but yeah, that is over half the field for the men. And then we kind of did a bit of a poll of who did the best so far this season in the Open and the quarterfinals, like the worldwide finish. So top five athletes competing at Syndicate from the Open are Matt Poulin, Justin Medeiros, Scott Tetlow, Jason Hopper, and Cole Grishaber. And then for the women, it's Haley Adams, Alexis Raptus, Christiana O'Connell, Ariel Lowen, and Christine Best. And then moving into the top five from their worldwide quarterfinal rank, more names that we know in Justin Madero, Scott Panchak, Griffin Rowley, Cole Grishaber, and Will Morad. And on the women, Alexis Raptus, Christy Irma O'Connell, Ariel Lowen, Paige Semenza, and Haley Adams. Yeah, it's definitely a familiar field there. You know, certainly, you know, Matt Poulin after his second place finish in the Open um, definitely made the uh, the podcast round. So. He's a familiar name now. Yeah, it'll be super cool to see him throw down with those guys and see how the open finish translate into live in-person competition with this much smaller field. We kind of look at each field in terms of like the total strength based on like the worldwide quarterfinal rankings. And then we narrow down how strong is it for like the competition spots that are advancing. So at Syndicate, it's five game spots and then three last chance spots. So we're looking at the top eight in terms of advancing spots. And then we narrow it down again for the number of game spots. So that's just five. So pulling people based on the worldwide quarterfinal rank. The women's field as a whole would have been fifth of all 10 semifinals. And then when you narrow it down to the top eight spots that are advancing, it moves up to third. And then in terms of game spots, so the top five, it's still third. So it's a pretty competitive semifinal to go to. For the men, looking at the total field strength, it is first of all 10 semifinals. Hence, lots of names, lots of repeat athletes. They know what they need to do to try and keep their season going. So that's great to see. And then when you move to advancing spots, the top eight it goes down to third, and then the game spots, it stays at third. So it's a full field, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, this one definitely be interesting because there's such stiff competition on both sides of the, the floor. Like, it's um, each event, like, I don't think there's going to be a, a surefire winner. I know that I'm sure there's probably a handful of people that will be able to win each event, so it'll be super fun to watch. Yeah it'll be lots of different names being talked about after each event. It'll be great to see. 
And then that's kind of the field strength sort of stat side of things. And then I'm going to pass it over to Dave for what he's watching and some fun facts about the syndicate crown. Right. So, you know, looking at this, uh, first thing to watch or that I'll be watching uh, is Jason Hopper. So last year he burst on the scene at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, uh, you know, taking the, the victory there. So, you know, definitely started making a name for himself. And again, like, you know, Baderos was there. Scott Panchik was there. Um, Travis Mayer was there. Um, so definitely a, a, a strong field there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he is able to progress this year. Again, the Syndicate Crown is being run by the same people that run the Max. So probably can expect some similar programming to what we saw last year. But then just, you know, how his you know, evolution as an athlete is going to happen after training with um, Matt Frazier for a period of time. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how he stacks up against, you know, mostly Justin Medeiros, who, you know, obviously finished man on earth at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how those two end up stacking up in the competition itself. Yeah, it's interesting. So last year, those three guys, it was Hopper first, Scott Panchik second, Justin Medeiros third, and all three guys are going head to head again. See if they can yeah. shake up that order, or if Hopper will come out on top again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially Medeiros and Hopper. You know, Scott Panchik. Uh, yeah, interesting to see how he approaches semifinals. Like he was supposed to be retired. Uh, you know, I guess he did hit the games last year with uh, I think it was a torn meniscus in his knee, which definitely limited his capabilities there. And so to see him come back and you know, do Wadapalooza and then you know, place really well in the open in the quarterfinals. So you need to try to see what his approach is to be on the competition floor. And my guess, just the fact that he was a collegiate athlete in football and has been in CrossFit for, you know, about a decade at this point, I don't think he's going to be able to turn it off. So I would kind of expect him to go full, full send uh, and clinch a games ticket as well. Yeah, I figured he would either opt out and not do semis or he's doing semis. If yeah. he wasn't really going to do it, he wouldn't have accepted that ticket. Yeah, I, you just can't go into it, I guess. Knowing that having a games ticket on the line and then being able to turn it down after all those years of trying to get there. Yeah. So. And then, I guess, the rest of the men's field. So, I got those three guys we just talked about. Hopper, Medeiros, Panchik, finishing one, two, three. The battle for the last two men's spots is going to be crazy competitive. So, you know, looking at the potential names that are in there, you got Taylor Self, Will Morad, Tudor Magda, Scott Tetlow, James Sprague, Cole Grebisher, Matt Poulin, Ben Smith, Alex Smith, Griffin Rowley. So, what is that, like 10 guys uh, for two games tickets? And it could go, I don't know, I have no idea which way it's going to go. So, to be able to watch those guys go to t- battle for you know two game spots and three last chance qualifiers. So, you know, half of them are going to be likely on the outside looking in after the weekend. Yeah, that is quite a list of athletes. Um, a lot of them, it would be their rookie year at the games, but they're also names that have been watched, like people are watching them, seeing when they're going to hit, when are they going to go, that for some of these guys to for sure be done, like season's over, not making it to last chance. Mm-hmm. That's That's a lot of names. That is, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you can make an argument for, you know, pretty much all of these guys at this point. You know, you got 
Morad, who was in the top 20 of the games last year. Scott Tetlow uh, was the games two years ago and then just kind of had a really rough final day at Granite last year to miss the games. Ben Smith, former fittest man on earth. Alex Smith has been to the games. Matt Poulin, second in the Open this year. Like, it's And that's without without even trying to find something yeah. <laughs> that should mean that they should go to the games. Like, that's just random stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be an epic battle for sure. And then on the women's side, I think the, the top four is pretty stacked. I think both there's four of these women who finished top 10 in North American semifinals. So um interested to see how the seeding played out to have them all to be at the same semifinal. But you got, you know, games athletes from last year, Haley Adams, Christy O'Connell, uh, both finished top 10 of the games last year. And then Ariel Lowen, she was 14th at the games after winning Granite last year. So again, you got three of the top 15 fittest women on earth. And then you got Alexis Rapis, who finishes second in North American quarterfinals. And then, you know, just missed last year out of West Coast Classic. So interesting to see, you know, those four women go against each other. And just, you know, how Alexis Raptus fares this year in an in-person competition versus some very established athletes. Yeah, she was fun to watch last year. And the way that she missed was, it was so close that hopefully it's one of those stories where missing was like the best thing that happened to her. Because being second in the North American quarterfinal, I'd say she's uh, working pretty hard to get that game ticket. She wants it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then like she does have a pretty stellar training crew at Training Think Tank. So um, yeah, to have seventh in the open, second in quarterfinals. Hopefully it'll take some of the sting off of the sixth from West Coast Classic. Yeah, last year. for sure. All right. And then let's kind of talk about it. Kind of have an idea of what you're going to say for these, but let's go through who's going to take the games, ticket spots and your dark horses. Right. Uh, so on the men's side, Got Jess Medeiros, Jason Hopper, Scott Panchik, top three. There, I don't know, it's super tough. Going to probably take, uh, probably Will Morad. I think just, again, still was top 20 at the games last year. So kind of have him squeezing in. Uh, And then the last spot, really just flip-flopping between, you know, Taylor Self. Uh, He has kind of flown under the radar the last years. He was seventh last year at Granite finished fourth at last chance qualifier, um, had a 10th place at Wadapalooza. Uh, then you got on the other side, Cole Grebisher. I think he's training with Proven this year um, or doing Proven training uh, out of CrossFit Lee's Summit. Uh, he was seventh last year at Atlas Games. So he's one of those people that will be interesting to see how he competes in person this year. So I think the last time we saw him on the competition floor was the Mayhem Classic way back in January 2020. So uh, really the first time that we'll see him in a live competition in, yeah, a little over two years. So um, he's also another person that could really step it up. So to me, it's between those two. I'll take Grebisher just due to the the proven training um, and having that group, um, you know, bring him along. Uh, As a dark horse, uh, I got Tudor Magda, He's, you know, 19, so former CrossFit Games teen athlete um, coming through. He's 21st at West Coast Classic, but to me, he's training under um, James Townshead at Lion Brave CrossFit. So 
Um, Townsend was, you know, Mal O'Brien's coach last year. So, you know, knows what it takes to, you know, help those teen athletes really evolve. And so, and I think we have seen that. So last year, finished on a 1,441 and the CrossFit Open. This year, he was 70th. Uh, last year at quarterfinals, he was 115th. This year, he's 29th. So those are some pretty significant steps. So um, if anybody is able to to sneak in um, within to the top five out of the, the rest of that group, I, I think he's probably the guy. Yeah, that's some improvement. Uh, and then on the women's side, uh, so I guess top four, I think they're pretty set in stone. Uh, like Alexis Raptus, Haley Adams, Ariel Lowen, and Christy O'Connell in this group. Um, you know, I think just, you know, Raptus, I think she's kind of on a bit of a tear um, so far this year. Haley Adams is, again, always always right there when it comes to competitions. You know, she finished second at MAC last year between behind Tia, uh, fifth at the Games last year. So, um, you know, out of ma'am, she knows, she knows what it takes to compete. Uh, and then I like Ariel Lowen over Christy Aram O'Connell, just being an inside venue. I think Lowen has the edge from a strength component where I think O'Connell, O'Connell will uh, probably take between the two of them when it gets to the games and all, all the running that goes involved in Madison. And then my fifth place, uh, I got Christine Coldenbrander. She, she missed out of, again, math last year um, by two points um, to Jessica Griffith, which um, ultimately came down to about a tenth of a second on the last event where Jessica, Jessica Griffith was able to uh, finish just ahead of Fisa Gaffey by, again, yeah, tenth of a second. So that was the difference maker for Jessica Griffith to go to the game. So um, like Cole and Brander in this spot, it also, again, could be Christine Best. Um, so she, former games athlete, she's now training um, with the underdogs crew, kind of going back and forth. So uh, it has been a bit of a jump in her uh, performance this year. Uh, and another one to look for, Paige Semenza. So again, she was at Atlas last year, finished eighth. So, you know, giving her a chance to compete on the competition floor again, I think could be potentially the difference for her uh, to make it back to the games again. You know, she was 14th at Wadapalooza this past year in a pretty stacked women's field. So she's another person to watch for. I like that your fifth place spots for both of them have like a list. Yeah. Really committed on those ones, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's tough. Like, I think Cole Brander takes it on uh, the women's side, but I think it it's not a for sure thing. Yeah. So. Uh, and then Dark Horse, uh, Livia Sulik, so 18-year-olds. She finished second to uh, Emma Lawson at the CrossFit Games in the 16 and 17 team athletes last year. So uh, I think just giving her again another year she was 15th or so last year at again the mid-atlantic crossfit challenge uh, so uh just again another year give her a little bit more strength um could be the difference there so um, she could sneak in as well as a dark horse yeah it'll be fun to see how she does if she have can have some significant improvement and get a game spot or even just get to last chance um that would be a great transition year get in that top 10 a bit so yeah so that's a few athletes and stats to think about when you're setting your fantasy lineups for week one. We have salary cap game that's going to be set up and draft games. So get some buddies together, throw a little money on the line, draft yourself a team each week for all the semifinals. The salary cap game, we are going to be giving gutter sunglasses to the top three teams of our worldwide.
leaderboard. There are also affiliate leaderboards. If you put an affiliate in your profile, then you can compete with your gym, gym buddies, see who kind of knows about knows the most, can pick the best team. It's another way to compete. And yeah, just make sure you have an account at fantasyfitnessing.com or follow us at fantasyfitnessing on Instagram. And that's how you'll the best way to get all the notifications as we kick off the games and do more stats and videos and all that jazz like this. So that is it for the preview of Syndicate Crown, and we will see you on the leaderboard.